And we're back. SD card in tow. One Mogin. <laughs> yeah, it was man. Hey, I gotta tell you this real quick. So last night we were cooking dinner and I was making uh, boiled shrimp and my parents had gray. So you're having a shrimp boil? Shrimp, well, yeah, that's a better <laughs> way to say it. No, we were boiling shrimp. There's no, a I difference between boiling no, shrimp and a shrimp boil. Yes. Anyways, we were sitting there and of course my wife doesn't care for language, but I put on some old school just rap and played the edited versions. Well, sure. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. Little Troy? We're, we're, oh, yeah. Little Troy? Definitely Little Troy. Uh, we were bouncing all around the kitchen, all of us, and even Parker was dancing, so it was, it was pretty awesome. So your wife was dancing. Mary was yes. getting down, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. She likes the old school rap as long as she doesn't have to hear the customers. As long as they're edited, right? Yeah, exactly. So, All right, well... We're back. We are back. Just a shade under a decade. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Yes. I hope my volume is good because I can't hear. I mean, I'm hearing myself and your mic. I'm not really hearing this mic, but we'll figure it out. I'm not really sure how that really works, but. We'll uh, we'll figure it out, man. Maybe just take those headphones off. Nope. Okay. Nope. Won't do it. All right, then. I got to hear if you're playing with the. uh, There'll be no Velcro playing with this evening. (laughs) I've broken the habit. So, obviously, a lot to talk about since the last time we got together. Well, not the last time we got together, but the last time we actually did a podcast. Yes. Which is two totally different things. Yes. Uh, So, anything new going on? Not really. Just really just been waiting on doing this episode, too. I've been, uh, I I was pumped last time, and we had some technical difficulties. Um, and life has gotten in the way, but uh, we're here, and I'm excited to get this thing rolling. So, uh, yeah. Tyson's at the beach, so I'm I've got a week of adulting just by myself. That beach over there. That beach over there, um, shrimpy. <laughs> but uh, he's not allowed to listen to this, by the way. He's not allowed. No. Did you send it to him? No, I did not. Yeah. But every time that. Uh, you know, notify that we're doing it somewhere. He he has a negative uh, reaction. Right. I'm not really sure that's, what that's so about. So then he said. So then this week he texts me and he's like, "Send me the link. I just want to listen." And I'm like, "No, not now. Not after all you've done is bash." You think he's mad about it? I mean, like, what? I don't understand. I, I don't care if he's mad about well, it. Well, no, I don't, we don't care. But he's, like, what's the problem? Are we too? Is he too woke? Is that? He's too something. <laughs> I don't think he is woke. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's not woke enough. He goes to a lot of parades. And, well, I mean, they're, they're not woke parades. Well, I think I think he marched for uh, something like I don't know, international Indian rights or something. Hey, you gotta get those steps in on your Fitbit. Dots, not feathers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving so, right yeah, along. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, try and turn that fight on again, by the way, see if it'll work. Uh, my phone is telling me to invert myself, part of my, uh, my biohacking. Invert yourself? Yes. What does that mean? Uh, lay on your back with your legs almost at like a 90 degree angle up against, with your heels up against the wall. Gotcha. Um... It does some things for you. Have you tried one of those, uh, like, teeter things? What? Teeter? Teeter. So a teeter is a, it's like a board that you lay on, and then it inverts you. It's Oh, like a legit, like... like, It's more for, like, spinal compression. Yeah, 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 the teeter had to be thrown off, but I have been on one of those before, where you strap in and then you Well, this one doesn't go, like, all the way upright. It goes, I mean, pretty... You know, I mean, you can get back up pretty easily, but I looked at getting one when I was having a lot of back problems because the spinal decompression is like the best. Any kind of um, traction or anything like that has helped me immensely. Anyways, so, but yeah, okay. You know, so, I, have, I have not tried that, but it uh, it sounds like it's something right up my alley and that I would be interested in. So, so. do you want to invert yourself for the podcast? 
<laughs> I think I'll wait till we're done. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. All right. So let's jump in to the NBA free agency. A lot has happened. Is that over? No, I don't think it's officially over. Is it not? No, I think there's still guys that are on side too. So let's just jump into some of the moves. Obviously, probably the headlining one was Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and uh, who's the other one? Uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan to the Nets. Which to me was... A total shock. Um, I kind of had a feeling that Durant and Kyrie would end up in the same spot. Yeah. That there was a good chance of that. Um, just after reading the last couple months leading up to free agency, uh, I think we talked about it in the first episode that they, you know, I didn't realize they were as close as they were. Um, and then DeAndre Jordan as well. Apparently, him and Durant are, are really close, and I didn't. Oh, it was very random. Yeah, the, the interesting thing was that Durant and Kyrie both took less money to get DeAndre Jordan there to Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, they're obviously dedicated to winning and want to form their own big three and I think ultimately try to take the Warriors down. Durant yeah. has some... Uh, I mean, they've got to be... Do they have to be the leader in the East right now? I mean, I mean, I don't know who else would uh, even. I mean, the Bucks. See, the Bucks didn't make a lot of moves, but they were still in the conference finals, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you you have to expect them to only get better with you would think Greek Freak, and uh, they didn't. Like I said, they didn't make any blockbuster moves or anything, but they're yeah, I mean, still a good team. Yeah, I mean them, and then uh, you know the Sixers, and I think that's pretty much stops yeah. there. I mean the Celtics clearly uh, fell way down with Kyrie leaving. Uh, yeah, they did go get Kemba. They did. And they got Kemba. Who, uh, they got a um, uh, Cantor. Enos Cantor. Right. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah. I don't. Kemba doesn't replace Kyrie, and maybe it was a chemistry thing, and it might work out. But I still could be Brooklyn. Uh, as you said, the Bucks and then um, the Sixers, I think, have got to be your, your top three. Coming out of the East. Top three seeds in the East, yeah, for next year. A lot of the talk was about the Knicks because of how little they did. They didn't do a thing. <laughs> Not a single thing. They signed some some guys to some really strange contracts, uh, some guys that I'm not even familiar with. Um, can't even name them off the top of my head. Um do need to backtrack a little bit with the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, we, I, I keep forgetting that Durant will not be playing this year. So right. that will obviously – Yeah. They probably won't be the number one seed this year. Um, but I would think that they would still make the playoffs. And I think I read the other day that there's still a chance that he might not even miss the entire season. Yeah, he could come back. I think the earliest they said was that he could come back for the playoffs. For the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. That's what I saw as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, could go either way, but – Regardless, I mean, I'm super pumped about the NBA this year. I've not cared anything about the NBA in the last three or four years just because everything has just been so obvious before the season even starts, you know, kind of how it's going to play out or who the last couple teams are going to be. And uh, just the lack of defense and it's just so heavy. Um, I just have lost interest, unfortunately, being the sport that I've grown up playing and loving, but um, I will definitely pay more attention this year. Well, it makes sense because there's a lot more parity now. There's yep. a lot There's a lot more teams involved, especially in the West. I mean, you're talking, so now you've got Kawhi and um, Paul George. Paul George. With the Clippers. Yeah. The and Lakers will... The Lakers, I thought, you know, one of the sneaky moves they had was picking up Boogie Cousins. Yeah. that I mean, that is a sneaky good pickup. It is. If he, he needs to get in shape so he can right. be a legitimate – actually start. I mean, he's – talent-wise, he's a starter. But with right. his injuries lately and he's just been out of shape, uh, I think the Warriors kind of rushed him back this last year. But he had struggled getting up down the court a little bit. But, uh, yeah, they should definitely contend or make it interesting. Um Warriors are going to be up there, even though Clay's probably going to miss the majority of the season. Like Durant, yep. Yeah, he's, but they'll still. He's. I mean, Steph is going to carry them, and I think there's a good chance Steph 
could easily be the MVP this year. Sure. It's it. He's proven that when he's kind of the solo guy, he can get it done, and he steps up and and he can be that kind of person they funnel the ball through every possession. So it'll be curious to see how him and uh, D'Angelo Russell yeah. Uh, mesh. Yeah, I don't. Could go one of one of, one of two ways. I feel like a, a lot of stuff that I've read about D'Angelo Russell is basically they got him to trade him. Like, they brought him in, and he will be traded at some point during next season. Next season? That yeah. quick? Yeah. Like, and I don't I don't understand the – I guess maybe they're just renting him until Clay can get back and be that other kind of piece of the puzzle. Um, I mean, if you look, at, if you look huge, at it that way, that makes sense. Yeah, he's not a huge difference maker, you know. I, at least I don't think so. I mean, two years ago I would agree, but, I mean, he – I don't know what his averages were this year, but – I know he kind of went off in, in Brooklyn this year. Um, I think it's close to 20 points a game, which could definitely replace a little bit of the clay. But, yeah, I had not heard that uh, they were just kind of had him on a loan, per se. Yeah. So, uh, the other thing I thought was interesting, you well, first of all, you called it Danny Green to the Lakers. I like it. I well, think he will actually have a, a starting role with the Lakers as well. Yeah. He will not be coming off the bench. Yeah, you know, and they still – are saying that LeBron is going to be the bringing the ball up. You know, we talked about that last week that, or a couple of weeks ago that I said, you know, honestly, LeBron brings the ball up a lot. And now it's like come out that he could basically be their point guard for the entire year. Yeah. And I've, I've actually seen different uh, articles contradicting that, that Frank Bogle's come out and said that he would not be the point guard. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how their lineup ends up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you get you, have, you know LeBron and Danny Green, Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, obviously, and then um, whether it's Rondo or I like the Quinn Quinn Cook acquisition from yep. uh, from Golden State. Um, I think. I mean, after that though, their their roster kind of drops off. Yeah, those guys are going to be playing a lot of minutes. Yeah. they're not. There's there's no seventh and eighth person out there to really bring in for them. And that's what you get when you have a high-dollar roster like that. I mean, you, you're going to have four or five decent guys and then just fall off after that. So, Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, leading up to all the free agency, right around our first episode, there were some conspiracies coming out that Kawhi waited to announce his decision to – kind of sabotage the Lakers' ability to be able to sign quality uh, free agents. And, I mean, it looked like it worked. Because by the time that that he announced, uh, I mean, there was nobody really left, you know, as far as the – Yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, you know, both being in the West, and um, it it makes complete sense. And it seemed like that the Clippers were kind of the deal the whole whole time. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch. And then, uh, the last one, sorry, I mean to no, cut you ahead. off there, but uh, no, I mean Westbrook getting traded to the Rockets yeah, a few days ago. I mean I wasn't expecting that at all, and that is nuts. I heard the Heat, and then uh, woke yeah, up and I actually heard he was going to the Heat as well with yeah. Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. uh, who made the move to Miami. But yeah, it, that shocked me when you texted me that the other morning. Um, I came down and. Can't believe like what in the world? Again, another team out of the West. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I another can't... team that was already in the like conference finals or semifinals, I guess. Who did, the Raptors played the Rockets in the finals, not the Bucks, right? I don't remember. Look no, it was Raptors Golden State in the finals. No, 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 in the East, in the West, or yeah, in the Eastern finals. Talking about, oh yeah, Rockets are in the West. They're in the West. In We're the all over the place. Yeah, everywhere. All right, so one one more little spot about that. Uh, I have to toot my own horn because JJ Redick to the Pelicans, not a terrible move for a very very young team. That's I'll, what you need. I like it. Yeah, I really do. I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, they're super young, but I think uh, they're, they'll be fun to watch for sure. Oh yeah, they're going to be 
Yeah. And and they could I mean they're not I don't think in their first year I think it's gonna take a year to kind of gel everybody oh, absolutely. together. Absolutely. But there's a lot of people thinking that the Pelicans could you know I think they're definitely a playoff team almost immediately in the East. Who who you I mean, think about it. You get New Orleans is? I'm pretty sure they're the West, yeah. Because I mean, geographically it makes sense. That's sarcasm, but I think they are in the West. <laughs> well, double check that, because then, yeah. Regardless. Then they're, then they're definitely not a playoff team. Checking. While I'm checking here, um, one hand typing, I am. I have legitimate concerns of uh, Zion Williamson's weight. See, I haven't. Have you watched Summer League? Uh, well, I have. I've seen highlights. I've not watched a lot of it. Um, I saw that he played the first maybe two games, but he's been out uh, the rest of the time. And um, that there's some legitimate concerns about his weight. You just the body. It's like Kevin Durant. His legs are too skinny, and they just don't have enough there to support everything. And Zion Williamson is the opposite, where he's just he is so thick, and where his you know his joints just can't support him. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's the opposite. But I've seen, I've seen a few things out that people are they're kind of concerned that he needs to he needs to drop some lbs and uh, you know just to take care of his body so he can have a have a long career. Yeah, that's interesting because it's so funny during the draft you never really heard any of that stuff. Like until he gets into the summer league plays, when you started hearing that stuff. Well, then he, and he gets hurt. Yeah, and I mean, so it for was like awful. first or second game, I mean, he's hurt. I mean, that's uh, it's, it's you know, it's it's it, it's kind of kind of calls to be a little cautious about it. It was basically like he's the next Shaq or I don't know another just phenomenal player like that, like a can't lose, can't miss type player and then as soon as they get he actually gets drafted it's like the criticisms start and before he even plays it before he's played a single game I mean I don't count the summer league because it's what four games yeah I think yeah four or five games I think yeah then Uh, by the way the Pistons undefeated the Western Conference they are gosh yeah yeah. which makes again no sense (laughs) but yeah Uh, yeah Pistons 4-0 summer league they were undefeated? Yeah. I think wow, I did, it's, not, I did not know that. I think it's because of Jordan Bowen. Well, I know that he did. Uh, I actually read an article earlier today that just showing how all the uh, ex-ball players yeah. fared in the summer league. And he apparently got more starts, I believe. And yeah. he had like 20 the other night or so. But they, they rated his performance better than anyone else's. And I, I thought it was going to be – Grants. Yeah, because Grant has actually done very well. I, I thought so, too. Admiral, not so much. But I guess Bone played less games, so his average was... Gotcha. Was high. He only played three games, I believe, and yeah. I think there were five. Yeah. So that hurt the, the rest of the average. I mean, Grant had the one game with 17 or 18, but I think uh, all the other ones, it was you know, 10, 11 points, something like that. What else on the NBA front? Anything? I think that's it. All right, that's that pretty much covers it. I'm, I'm again. I'm pumped about the season though, and uh, might have to get the league pass. Go from Ooh. watching maybe seven total games last year, not including playoffs, um, to ordering the league pass this year. Just, I'm pumped. See, I don't, man. I I don't ever watch regular season. I just don't, and it for some reason this year tail end of the year I watched a couple of regular season games and then um, obviously I watched quite a bit during the playoffs so yeah I don't I don't know that I'll go as far as ordering the league pass but you never know man and I, when I say I would still probably only watch the marquee games I mean I'm not gonna make sure I'm home every night to watch the NBA but there are a lot more games that will be very intriguing due to the moves made this summer. And, um, but yeah, typically in the past, you know, the playoffs is all I've been watching the last few years either, you know, too. So you're not picking the remote up to watch Wizards versus Jazz? 
That will not happen. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. That's another team, though, man. The Wizards with John Wall. I mean, and they, who was the, uh, they got somebody decently big uh, to play with John Wall. Oh, um, Isaiah Thomas signed there in Washington. But John Wall has been one of the biggest disappointments. Well, he gets hurt. Ever. He yeah. gets hurt all That's the, time. the thing. I mean, he's, when he plays, he's great. Um, and uh, Bradley Beal's still there too, right? Um, literally looking that up right oh, now because right. I feel like he there was talk about a him. Trade. Yeah, yeah. There, no, there he was, is still there. There was talk about him being traded, and uh, I, I think it was in the context of the Lakers. Honestly, there's actually as of eight hours ago, um, there are talks with him and the Bulls. So. See what happens with that. That's interesting. That was you this time. It was, and it was also not in the microphone. <laughs> that is accurate. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, next topic, and uh, this is a little overdue as well. The Women's World Cup, U.S. wins. I believe at our last podcast, they were headed to the finals against the Netherlands. And they won last Saturday. I actually kind of forgot, or yeah, Sunday, kind of forgot the game was on. We were at Calhoun's, and I saw them getting their trophies or medals or whatever they get. And because most of the games that they played have been at 3 o'clock, I just assumed that it was going to be later in the day. And it was over by noon or one o'clock, I guess. So, but the thing, the main thing I wanted to talk about was the celebrations. So there was a ton of talk about the celebrations they put on, and you know, the first game against I think it was Thailand, where they just poured on like, like thirteen thir- goals, thirteen yeah, yeah, thirteen nil, if you will, but. And there were celebrations, and it was a big topic then. And then Alex Morgan scored a goal in the semifinals. And, against the Englishes? Yeah, against England, and did the tea-sipping uh, look, yeah. or, or celebration, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure, yeah. And that drew a lot of criticism. I mean, for me... Who cares? Well, who cares? Stop her. Stop them. That's That is my... My philosophy on it. If you want them to not celebrate, then stop them. Yep. And and in the first game, the big the big thing was, oh, you're up by, you know, at the time, I think it was eight goals. And celebrating in this big, extravagant way. But the thing was, the girl who scored the goal, and I can't remember her name right now, um, this was her first World Cup. And she's a rookie. She's like 20 years old. So it doesn't matter what the score is. She just scored a goal in the World Cup. And a lot of people made the point, hey, this is the first time she's been on the big stage. This is her lifelong dream. Like, it doesn't go past here. You know, you, you're in the biggest stage, on the biggest stage in the World Cup. Like, why don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, don't get the criticism. I mean, yeah, for her, I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing, you know, what goal number it is. Um, I mean, it's her first yeah, that's the that's that's the biggest stage for them. So yeah, I mean, I, her her uh, celebration was definitely uh, justified, in my opinion. It just it goes back to, I guess, society today with everybody getting hurt feelings reports left and right. And do you remember those hurt feelings reports we used to fill out at work? We did do that a few times, didn't we? Yeah. What, yeah. what has happened? Yeah. Don't don't bring that up. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I do have to bring up... Uh, no, I'm talking about that. No, yeah. I mean, I honestly, for me, I, I, just, I, I lost all interest in the, in the Women's World Cup just because of uh, Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, hey, I respect her opinion and, and all that stuff, but 
let's just leave it to soccer. You know, play your game. Do you know do what you're do what you're good at. Do what you're doing, and uh, you know, just stay out of the tabloids with. Um, you know, that's that's another again another topic. It's yeah. very frustrating for me, um, and I just kind of I lost interest in it because it seemed like a lot of that took away from the rest of the players on the roster with uh, you know with her yeah. antics and tweets and uh, you know just do your thing and just shut up and um, you can have your opinion, but that doesn't mean you have to you know blare it out in the middle of your team's performance or after every game or this and that and take away from from the other other women on the roster so i don't know i agree i will say the comments she made about going to the white house she was asked that so it wasn't like she just projected that out the other thing i would say so i had this conversation with blair um last week and I told her, and she, I said how frustrated I was that all you saw when the women won was Megan Rapino yep. for a week after that. And it was hardly about her, nothing. her performance. It had nothing to do with her performance. Nothing about this, the actual soccer matches. Nothing. Yep. That's what, I, that's what that, I'm talking about. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they could have get, given more. Now... She did score a goal in the last game, so obviously give her her pub for that. No, she's legit. I mean, she's an incredible yeah. soccer player, but let's well, leave it at that during this time well, anyway, especially. And, and and all the stories were, oh, Megan Rapino, uh, her views on this or whatever the day after. You know, it's like, oh, her views on immigration. And I'm like, who who cares? I don't I don't want to know her views. They won. Great. Yeah. And I get that she's the face of the team right now because she's the you know one of the older members on the team that's been in multiple World Cups. I get that, but how much are you taking away from what the team did exactly just to write your narrative? That's that's what I had a problem with. Yep. So and I and I will remember this stuff more than the win. Just again because that's what was in the headlines. uh, You know more than what was actually important during this time and that was you know the, the entire team's performance and uh, you know yeah it's just it's very yeah. frustrating so I don't want to dive too deep into that because I'm sure I would uh, angry <laughs> alienate both of our listeners yeah I mean <laughs> so so moving right yes next along. topic well sad news Jared Lorenzen dies man, man. I mean, that guy, I remember watching that guy play at Kentucky and just heaving the ball all over the yard. He balled out. Had a cannon. And was really, I mean, I would say with the exception of Tim Couch, maybe the most recognizable. Are you just throwing stuff on top of her mic? It was an accident. Uh, maybe with the exception of Tim Couch, the most recognizable Kentucky quarterback, probably. Am I missing somebody? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not up on my Kentucky football any, history. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but had a long career and actually was still, I think, up until like last year playing in some independent league. No, it was either the CFL or arena football. Was that, yeah, I think maybe it was arena football. And, man, was he hefty. <laughs> well, obviously, so I guess the official cause of death had to do with kidney failure and uh, heart issues, I think, which obviously were a result of his weight, I'm sure. Uh, but, man... That guy is one of the most recognizable. What are you laughing about? So I just pulled him up here. I'm just, you know, just curious. Again, I was looking at where he, you know, if it was the CFL or Arena. And before I could even click on Wikipedia, his nicknames are the, the Pillsbury Throwboy. <laughs> That's a good one. And the Abominable Throwman. That's good, too. Those are hilarious. There's apparently more. 
Battleship Lorenzen. Okay, let's I'm not going to read any more of these because it's <laughs> very unfortunate circumstances. Um, so, you know, when he was with the NFL, with the Giants, he is one of the heaviest quarterbacks ever to play the NFL. You know, it's just an all-around sad story. Um, at some point, you would think that you yeah. get a hold of the, the weight issue, you know what I mean? Yeah, so he was, what, a year ahead of me in school, looks like? Yeah, so he was born in 81, so... Yeah, February of 81, so... Yeah, so... Wow. He just turned... Would have turned you know, 38 July 3rd. So 2004, so was he drafted the same year as Eli? Yeah, I just saw a little thing that said that Eli definitely attended his funeral. Renzen was the third string quarterback for 04 05 behind starter Eli Manning. Because I think, I thought Eli was drafted in 04, right? I think. I'm almost 100% positive. Yeah, 04 05. So, wow, that's interesting. And he played for, let's see, two NFL teams, and then one, two, three, four CFL, or indoor, Canadian Indoor Football League, CIFL. Which he also served as the commissioner, UIFL in 2011. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been, uh, I mean, as a player... So 2014, he's with the Northern Kentucky River Monsters. So that was yeah. I thought he had played a little bit more recently than that. But, um, I did too, but it, I think he must have been in coaching. Career NFL statistics: 28 passing yards. Wow. No touchdowns, no picks. There you go. Jared Lorenzen. R.I.P. R.I.P. All right, let's take a little break, and then we will come back and listen and talk about the fights the other night. Hold, please. All through connected. I mean, right, where are we at? And we're back. Hello. <laughs> so we just did a full, I don't know, four or five minutes, uh, and somebody forgot to press record. Hey, if, if any of y'all out there are interested in a podcast and can handle the technical aspects of it, because we know I can't, that's why I'm not, but clearly my partner, who I thought could... And I'm not even drinking anything. Yeah. That's the difference. Maybe that's maybe that's what's wrong. Uh, so, we'll get into, even though we've already started it, the uh, UFC 239 the other night. As I said, the co-main events... John Jones versus Santos and Emmanuel Nunez versus Holly Holm. But what everybody was really talking about was Jorge Masvidal and his the fastest KO in UFC history on Ben Askren. This was number four and five in the uh, what division are they in? Welterweight. Welterweight. Yeah. So Ben Askren undefeated, knocked him out at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it had the... Mazadov uh, with a 26-fight uh, experience yeah. over Askren. Yeah, he's... So, for a while. So, Jorge Masvidal was actually... He started in backyard brawls with Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice was basically his promoter. Cool. If you go on YouTube, really? you can watch videos of him basically backing Masvidal in these backyard fights back in the day. That's very He's cool. been fighting forever. And he's he's really done it I mean the right way. He's he's come up through the ranks and continually knocked off guys here and there. So but yeah, I mean fastest KO in UFC history, we talked about it. Five seconds officially. There's no way it was five seconds. Yeah, I mean, that, again, the uh, it took the ref three, you know, three seconds to get over there. The fight was over. I mean, Ben, ben Askren was knocked out within two seconds, and uh, yeah, that initial knee at the top of the head got him, and then the follow through to the 
all the nerves in his neck. I mean, well, he was it, it could have been really board. bad for him. I mean, yeah. It, that's not some place you want to get, uh, you know, you want to catch a knee like that. So. He was stiff as a board, too, as soon as he hit. Yeah. I mean, he just went stiff, and Masvidal got two more clean shots to the face. Brutal. Before the ref Brutal shots. And, and, you know, there was a lot of criticism by some people for that. And and they asked him, in his, I saw in his post-fight presser, they asked him, you know, did you, did you think maybe you should have stopped? And he's like, why? The refer it's the referee's job to stop me, yep. and that's what I and I I agree. I agree. And and Askren actually said on uh, Ariel Hawani's podcast that he expected that, like he he well, would not you run your mouth like uh, right Askren had, and you know you find yeah. somebody like Masvidal that's just a, a junkyard dog, you know yeah better bring your A game if not you gonna get your ass whipped, and yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, and so. Then the day after the fight, uh, Masvidal's coach put out a video of him practicing that knee a few weeks ago. Wow. And he came out and said that, I don't know, I think it was two or three weeks into this training camp for this fight, that Jorge said, we need to start it off, I, I need to start it off with like a flying knee. Because every time he starts a fight, Askren ducks and goes for the tries to, tries to take he's, down. He's, he's a wrestler, yeah, so he tries to he get is. you on the ground immediately. Right. And 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 they he picked up on it on watching past fights, and it paid off, man. It you know, and Askren even said he said, "No, it's not luck." You know, look at Uriah Faber and his cornrows. What a douche! So we're watching the fights from last night. Fight night. Yeah, UFC fight night. And so if you hear us, like, yelling and screaming at the TV, uh, Uriah Faber making his re-debut, I guess? Because he's been retired for three years. Two years, three years, so. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, the way that they, uh, you know, I actually watched these live last night, um, and the way they were talking is that he just took some time off. It wasn't, I don't know if he necessarily retired or not, but. Oh, I thought he had. Well, I thought he had too, but I, I don't know. But yeah, he, uh, he destroys the guy that he fights. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, you, you asked earlier. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other couple fights on the card, John Jones wins. Uh, Santos looked good. Actually put John, not, not down, but he he caught him uh, once, and he staggered. John staggered, I guess, kind of down to his knee. I guess he was all the way down. Definitely John's toughest fight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, him and Gustafson, you know, went back and forth there a couple of years ago, but uh, I never really, you know, watching that that fight, I never thought Jones was actually you know, in, could, danger. Could, in danger of losing the fight, but. There were multiple times uh, that I legitimately thought that Tiago Santos was going to put Jones down, and that's even with a torn, he toured all his CLs. Yeah, in the first round. In the first round, all of them. The ACL, the MCL, and there's even a third one, I'm not even sure what it was. PCL. His leg was, I mean, it was destroyed, and he continued to... Let you know, bring the leg, you know, bring the kicks with that same leg, and I, th- I think if it wouldn't have been for that, that that could have been bad news for Jones, and he would have he would have uh, suffered his first legitimate loss. Yeah, we've never seen anybody actually catch John Jones like he did. He I mean, caught him. I mean, he caught him right on the chin, and it staggered John down to his knees slash to his butt, whatever. But He's able to take Jones's stuff. I mean, he took everything that Jones threw. I mean, he he caught him, but he. I mean, Santos yeah. took it and uh, he bounced right back. You know, and it was again it was one of the best cards I've seen in a, in a long time, if not ever. Just yeah, overall. they. So the big thing was uh, John said, "You know, yeah, we can have a rematch. That's fine. Let's run it back." Because honestly, if you look at that division. Tiago Santos is the far and away 
closest person in the rankings to really be able to get at John Jones. You know, there's talk about uh, style bender, Israel Adesanya, uh, maybe coming up a division because he's currently the interim champ at middleweight, I believe. Schmidtleweight? Yeah. And he and John have been talking a lot back and forth. I think the next fight is probably going to be... Um, oh, what's that guy's name? I just uh, He's number four or five in the rankings, I think. Uh, behind John... Or behind... Um, See, the problem is John's fought every... He's fought three times this year already, and he wants to fight again in December for the fourth fight. That's the thing. He missed out on, what, two years? Yeah. Because so of suspensions? Light heavyweight. I mean, Jones is the champion. Yeah, Dominic Cor- Reyes. That's it. Okay. Cormier, number four, yeah. Diago, Anthony Smith is number three. So he's already beat... He's Well, Cormier is not coming down. He's not coming down to 215. It's just not going to happen. Or 205. If you've seen Cormier lately, yeah, he's, he's not interested in he's, he's pushing to make weight for his next fight against Stipe at 265, I think. Yeah. He's, that blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't think DC's coming down. I think John would go up to heavyweight. Now, their previous two fights have both been at light heavyweight. So, it would be interesting to see John go up to heavyweight and fight him and just see what a full DC because the big the big thing is I mean DC could get down to 205 but that weight cut takes so, so much. much out of guys yeah. it does it's it's crazy and so to see DC at full strength versus John with I mean he could put 20 pounds of muscle on and just murder because the fact is, even if he weighs in at whatever two oh four by fight night, he's probably actually closer to two twenty. Because all the weight he lost was water weight to get down to weight, and then you just put it back on, and you've got a day, you know. So I don't know, man. I he's already beat. In the light heavyweight rankings, he's already beat Santos. He's already beat Anthony Smith. The next one is definitely uh, Reyes. I think it's got to be. And then after that, I mean, I think you got to go Adesanya from middleweight if he beats Robert Whitaker uh, for the title for the middleweight championship. So we'll see, man. There's a lot of a lot of good fights coming a up. A lot of good fights coming up. Um. You want to talk about, uh, you know, Amanda Nunez. Yeah. She's the champ champ. Giving Holly Holm the, the business with her uh, with her foot. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, too. Holly, Holly is the giant killer. That's what she does. She was the giant killer. Well, she was. Because she ain't done. That's, that she's was not the, done a damn thing since she gave it to Rousey. Uh, I don't, is that true? Uh uh-huh. I don't feel like it's true. I don't, I don't feel like uh, she beat Misha Tate. She beat uh, Cyborg. She's on a two or three fight losing streak. Yeah, twelve and four. The preacher's daughter. I like her too. She's teammates with John Jones. They're they're like super close. Yeah, no, so, so she, she lost. She won her last fight, which was this Anderson. Yeah, Megan Anderson. Last June. Megan Anderson beat uh, Kat Zingano with a cut. She kicked her, and it cut Kat's eye, like her cornea, the inside of her eye. And so she actually won by decision. Okay, so Megan Anderson. She beat Megan Anderson. Last lost summer. Lost Cyborg. Lost to Cyborg. She beat Korea. Yeah. But she lost to... Uh, this the girl that fought last night. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. And then she also lost to... Uh, Shevchenko. Yeah. Shevchenko's a beast. Freaking beast. Uh, yeah, but yeah. See, she lost... Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Hold on. Let me... One more She's moment. been in... She's been in the game for a while. 
She beat does. Raquel Pennington. She beat Raquel Pennington. Then the girl after that, Renault, beat Rousey. But then she lost to Tate. Lost to Shachinko. Oh, I didn't know she lost to Misha Tate. Lost to Deronda May, whatever her name is, that fought last night that gave Aspen Law the business. And then beat Court. So... Yeah, she's kind of all over the place. Yeah, she. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I guess I was still thinking where she did. You know, she lost those three in a row, but that that, that was a couple of years ago. So um, she's kind of been back and forth since then. And yeah, she got uh, got flat out destroyed the other night. So. <laughs> so then you look at Amanda Nunez, who a lot of people are saying she's the goat for women. Now, I also think it's funny that just I don't know four or five months ago everybody was saying the same thing about Chris Cyborg (laughs) until I guess that was back in December that Nunez beat her but you know she I mean she's definitely she definitely has the resume she beat home she beat Cyborg Pennington was before that Uh, Shevchenko she beat Shevchenko who's a just on fire right now, beat Rousey in 48 seconds, and beat Misha Tate. I mean, that's that's a lot of big wins right there just in the last uh, three years, since July, actually, of 2016 was the Misha fight. So she's beat some big time, and, and most of her fights do not go to decision. The Shevchenko fight went to decision, and the rest have been mostly first rounds so it's I mean and she she punches hard that's all there is to it she just well and with Holly it works I mean yeah and with Holly she got her to ironically because that's how Holly Holm normally finishes people is with kicks and she finished Holly with a kick right in the head in the first round man look at that dude's bruise on his leg that is not good yeah so, yeah, so Amanda Nunez has not lost since Kat Zingano in 2014. Yep. That's my girl. I love Kat Zingano. She's on a nine-fight win streak. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's, like you said, she's been through everyone. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, to really cement her legacy, she needs to have a Kat Zingano rematch because outside of that, I mean, she gave it to the Shevinsko girl, Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, all in a row. Then she beat Shevinsko again. Pennington, Cyborg, Holly Holm. So, I mean, yeah. God, she's already beat uh, Jermaine Day Rundami, who fought last night, and they're supposed to be fighting. I think we'll probably be their next fight. Yeah, that. I'd say it will. But is, Kat is she retired, I guess? She's not retired officially, I don't think. On her way out, though. Yeah. I mean, that, that last fight with Megan Anderson where she got cut, it basically cut her whole cornea. She got caught with a toe, basically, to the eye. And she just... It took her a long time, because I follow her on um, Instagram and the Twitters. And... Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't think she's done, but she's not... She's not fighting regularly like she did. So she actually appealed that loss against Megan Anderson because it was stopped because of injury. Uh, but it was denied. So, yeah, I, I don't think that would be the most interesting fight if Zingano and Nunez fought, but I could see how... It's too dated. Well, yeah, I mean, I I could see how Nunez would want it to clear her record, basically. But, I mean, I mean she's, she's already fought uh, Shevchenko twice. Yeah. So, there's nobody else. I mean, yeah, I don't see anybody else that is Unless, gonna, you know, this Jermaine Day Ramonde, unless she's, you know. Yeah, well, she, she looked good last night. Um, I, you know, I don't see any other, I don't see anywhere else for her to go. Yeah, I agree. So, of the fights last night, because we're watching them now, what was 
the best fight. I'm, I didn't see any of them, so. Um, I mean, Uriah, again, he handled his guy very quick. Um, the Jermaine Day Rondami, her fight was extremely quick. I mean, she hit Aspen Ladd with a right, and her Aspen Ladd's right side of her face swelled up immediately. I mean, it was just destroyer. her. Um, I mean, there there weren't any nothing really really stood out. It was just a just a solid night of fighting because there was nothing else on. Um, yeah, there was nothing that really, as far as that card goes, that was super exciting when you look at it at first glance. And that's why I didn't really make it a priority to watch it. But Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Josh Emmett took care of business. There were yeah. three TKOs in a row. He's fun to watch. Man. He is fun to watch. and He he hits. Yeah, and he did that last night. A ton. He gave it to Merced Bedick. Sorry about your name. Um, <laughs> and the first two fights were decisions. Um, this, uh, the Caesar Fiera fight was very good. You know, he's a he's been f- fighting for a long time, and he was up against this young Italian guy, and uh, it went the distance. But um, it was an overall good fight. So yeah, you know, hard to stack up against uh, the previous weekend's results. Yeah. Yeah, it really was a great card from top to bottom on there. So, what do we got coming up next? Let's see. Uh, Dos Anjos versus Edwards. Uh, you know, let's look at the full fight card there. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Leon Edwards. I mean, okay. Olenek versus Harris. That's just okay as well. Your boy Greg Hardy fighting on the next card. Which is when? Uh, Saturday. They do it every Saturday. One way or another. Either a fight night or a pay-per-view. Yeah. So that's the Dosan? Yeah. It's on the Dos Anjos uh, Edwards card. Yeah, I mean, the next one that I'm probably looking forward to is Holloway and Frankie Edgar. Yes. I absolutely cannot... Stand Frankie Edgar. Well, good because if you don't like Max Holloway, then you need to be shot. No, Max Holloway that dude is, is legit cities. Yeah, he's. I love that guy. I uh, love him. Not so sure about the rest of this fight card. You got Chris Cyborg is twenty and two fighting Felicia Spencer, who is seven and zero, oh, which I've never heard of her, but that doesn't mean anything. Wait, you dude, you missed a, a fight night card. Colby Covington and Robbie Lawler. Honestly, yeah, no, I, I, I was just looking at the next pay-per-view, the UFC 240. Yeah, I did just jump to that for sure. Clay so, Fight Night 155, is that what you're at? Yeah. I don't know if that was last night. So, UFC on ESPN 4, is that? No. Nope. It's UFC Fight Night. It's the August 3rd. So, Colby... So, it's actually... So, yeah, it's after... The Max Holloway, Frankie Edgar, is July 27th. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, so you're looking at Fight Night 150. Sorry. No, you're good. Well, no. Yeah, no, this shows... You're the... Okay, the UFC on ESPN 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. August 3rd, 3 p.m., so that's... Yeah, that's interesting. That's right, yeah. Colby Covington, Robbie Lawler, you got Jim Miller. So Robbie Clay Lawler. Guida. Yeah, Clay, I love Clay Guida. Yes. Uh, he, he likes the La Quinta. Yes. Yeah. So, the Colby and Robbie welterweight just adds a whole nother wrinkle to things. So, winner of this most likely should fight Masvidal, right? No. No? Will probably get a title shot against um, Usman. Kamara Usman. Okay. And then Masvidal has said he would like a title shot, which after this week maybe he deserves. Uh, But if not, then he'll take... He'll wait and fight whoever fights Kamara Usman. So 
there's a lot happening in the welterweight. I could see I could see an Askren, especially if Askren or if uh, Robbie Lawler loses to Colby Covington. I could see an Askren Lawler rematch since they both both will have been coming off losses. Uh, it I don't know, man. It could be that whole division is is pretty interesting. Pretty wide open. Yeah. And then that's really the only good fight besides the Clay Guida fight on that card. Yeah, I mean, everyone, these records are attractive. Yeah, you, know, you got, I don't know any of these names, but you got an 11 and 1 versus 10 and 2, 15 and 4, yeah. 14 and 6. Uh, I have heard of the Kennedy, whatever his name is, 6 and 1, 13 and 2. So, I mean, it looks like it should be a solid card, but. Uh, as far as familiarity with the names, I ain't got it. Yeah. And then August tenth, fight night one fifty six. Shevchenko fights and Karamuchi. Yeah, I don't know these people either. I'm disconnected from. Uh, yeah, that's about the only good. I've heard of Mike Perry, but that's about the only good one on that one. And then you go. It's at 241. The summer ones are really good. You got Stipe and Cormier too. Or, uh, yeah, Stipe and Cormier too. That's the next real big one. Yeah. Nate Diaz and Anthony Pettis. That, Noel I cannot Romero wait for that fight. Costa. Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis is. Do you know Nate Diaz? Yes. Obviously, from the Connor fights. Yes. Dude hasn't fought since the since, last Connor fight. Since the last one. Yeah. And he, so he went up. To 170, because he had been fighting at 55. He went up to 170, and he looks freaking ripped. Does he? Oh, he. I think, and, and Pettis is a maniac, so there's no telling what's going to happen in this fight. It'll be a hell of a fight. Oh, I yeah, I think they're going to just. It's going to be a boxing match basically with them just bashing each other's faces. Well, we need to make sure have that. That might be a good one for the. Uh... For a live <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We need to do a live UFC Fight Night podcast. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm seeing some uh, links here that uh, Habib's father is calling out Nate Diaz for one reason or another. Yeah, he's not. I mean, uh, he's calling him out because. Yeah, there was a, there was a scuffle, uh, gosh, probably a year ago, two years ago. Where Nate basically slapped Khabib in the head. <laughs> and no, he this was literally last week. No, I mean, but there's there's history around it is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, this is... They got into a scuffle this past week. They crossed... Oh, past. yeah, at the fight. Yeah. At the fight, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually forgot about that, yeah. They got... Nate and Khabib got... Uh, they were sitting two rows apart from each other. First of all, whose job is it to give them... <laughs> seats and how do you not realize that that's probably going to cause a problem because yeah. all Nate Diaz does is talk that's it oh yeah there's Pulled the video. a little uh, video over here yeah all the Russians have the same chin strap beard I'm seeing so that's cute <laughs> oh he's standing up look at Nate going after him Nate does not care no he does not Look at everybody putting their phones in the air. That is awesome. I hadn't seen video of it. I heard, I, I did hear there was a scuffle, but or not a scuffle, but a words exchange, and then Nate, they were separated, and then I think Nate ended up actually leaving. But yeah, I really hope he wins that fight, and then gets, I mean, there's a, that, can that fight happen? I mean, see yeah, it couldn't, right? It could happen. I mean, uh, Khabib could come up or Nate could go back down to 55 pretty easily, I would think. I mean, gosh, that would be awesome. It would be rowdy. I don't, I don't think he wins, but... Who? Nate. You don't think? No. Nah. I do think Khabib's that 242, September 7th, Khabib's fighting Poirier... Poirier could catch him. I, he has the best chance of anybody that's fought Khabib. 
for sure. So, I don't know, man. It's really, you know, you think you know something, and then you there's a flying knee that Masvidal sends. And <laughs> I mean, I didn't think Askren was just going to come out and get him, but yeah. I thought it would be a good fight. Good fight. For sure. I and mean, that's the one that you guys were, you know, Chris Allman, who was yeah. over here as well, um, that y'all were the most pumped up about. Yeah. A little more in tune than I am. But was not the case. No, not at all. All right. Well, that's all I have. Anything else? That's it for me. It's a, it's a lazy Sunday. Energy levels are a little bit down. Yeah. But it's been a, it's been a good podcast, and uh, it's almost football time. Oh, we're getting close. Not soon enough. For the meantime, the UFC will have to provide. It's providing. Yeah, it really is. All right. Well, this is this Craig signing off. And this is that Craig signing <laughs> off. And we'll see you next time.